Woman, behold your son. Behold your mother. The 19th chapter of St. John's Gospel begins with our Lord being before Pilate. And Pontius Pilate wants this man to be punished enough that the people have pity on him and let him go. Pontius Pilate does not want this man executed. And so having been scourged brutally and mocked with thorns wrapped around his head, a cape around his shoulders, the quivering body of our Lord is brought again before all to see And Pontius Pilate says, Ecce, homo, behold the man. But in that part of the Roman Empire, out east, the common language for the Roman army was Greek. And so he probably said, Edu, O anthropos. But he didn't get the result he wanted. He didn't move them to pity. They weren't inclined to have mercy on him. They cried out all the louder, crucify him, crucify him. He's only been wounded. We want him killed. Pontius Pilate brings him back in to talk to him privately. And he wants to know, who are you? Where are you you from? What is this all about? And our Lord at first does not answer him. Pilate reminds him that he has the power to free him and the power to put him to death. Our Lord opens his lips and reminds him that this power would not have been possible without it being granted him. The cries for crucifixion are too loud and too constant. And so it is to Golgotha that our Lord is sent. Having reached his pulpit and spoken to his father for our good and having spoken to the good thief for his benefit, He now speaks to his mother. 
and to his beloved disciple. For their benefit. For our benefit. Woman. A term polite enough, yet in the New Testament only our Lord speaks with that authority. to address a woman in that way, and he does several. First and most memorably, Our Lady at the wedding feast of Canaan in John chapter 2. Woman, what is this between you and me? My hour has not yet come. His hour was beginning to unfold. As soon as his first public miracle was witnessed not just by men, but by angels and fallen angels. The hour was upon him. Much in the same way that we live in the last days and have been for 2,000 years. Once to the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4, woman, Believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. Our Lord will be worshipped where His body is resurrected, where the new temple is rebuilt, having been destroyed To Mary Magdalene on two occasions, before and after these events. Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And after the resurrection on Easter Sunday morning, woman, why are you weeping? Whom do you seek? But in this instance, from the cross, blood dripping from his arms and feet, and all the wounds of the scourging, he says, Woman, behold your son. She knows who he is. Her heart is already moved to pity. But her heart is wounded one more time because, woman, behold your son are also the words 
that entrust to her St. John. She's being deprived of her son, the one whom she carried, the one whom she bore, the one whom she nursed, the one whom she loved perfectly. He's being taken away from her. And an adopted son is being given her. And she will love him. But she will always rather be with her son, Jesus. Together they will long for heaven. Together they will suffer in this world. He will receive her as his mother, the wife of Zebedee will be mentioned no more. The one who asked that her sons be placed at our Lord's right and his left. The sons of thunder are conspicuously quiet. And St. John's real mother, his spiritual mother, is the one who brings him to the cross. They will drink from the chalice that our Lord drinks. They will suffer more than any of the martyrs. Even though their earthly lives continue and are not cut short by a sword, they will be honored as martyrs because they suffered our Lord's crucifixion and death at the foot of the cross. And so our Lord entrusts his mother to us and entrusts our sorry selves to his mother. Her heart is perfectly united to God the Father. And so she is able to love all of us. No easy task. And impossible unless we love her as our mother, as our true mother, our spiritual mother, the one who doesn't ask for our earthly promotion but the one who prompts us to love the Father's only begotten Son. And the one who wants us to long to see her face 
and to know her embrace in heaven. When we understand what's happening, <clears throat> we will hesitate to accept such a mother because <clears throat> we're the ones who are responsible for the death of her son. It's for our sins that he was killed. His blood is on our hands. And and she loves us. Obviously, for us to be worthy of such a mother and to be called in earnest her children, there is a lot of work to do. She does want us to learn to cry out her name and to reach for her hand and, and, and to invoke her. She really wants us to repent of our sins. She really wants us to give up all that which led to her son's brutal death on the cross. She will always love us, but she won't always be pleased with us. And like her son, she wants our repentance. She knows that the lowly are raised on high and the mighty are cast down from their thrones. Let us be humble then and made lowly that we can be lifted on high with our new mother. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.